0: This is a heavy aliyah. After Aaron finished praying for Hashem that a fire come down from heaven and consume the sacrifices, a fire came forth from heaven from before Hashem and consumed the offerings and fats on the altar. All the people saw this. They sang praises, fell on their faces, prostrating themselves before Hashem. Now, we mentioned that Aaron's two eldest sons, Nadav and Aviu, had become liable to the death penalty at the giving of the Torah for staring at God's revelation in a sign of disrespect. Now, ten months later, they became liable for the death penalty on two additional accounts. First, they reasoned correctly that just as the revelation of the Divine Presence that accompanies the daily morning sacrifice is followed by offering incense, incense sorry, so should the revelation of Hashem's presence that had just been witnessed be followed by an incense offering. Although they were right, they stated the law and acted on it before giving Moshe a chance to do so. Since Nadav and Aviyu's spiritual stature was second only to Moshe and Aaron, they should have certainly known not to preempt Moshe in this way. They taught a teaching in front of their teacher rather than um, wait for the teacher to teach it. From a second perspective, Nadav and Aviyu sought to enhance the ecstasy of the moment by drinking wine and in this inebriated state they offered up their incense now performing sacrificial rites while drunk had not yet been forbidden so they did not technically transgress any prohibition so therefore their incense did bring divine revelation however due to their spiritual stature they should have had the intuition that Hashem doesn't want his priests, his Qanim, to serve while drunk so the Torah continues, Aaron's sons, not of an each took a pan, put coals that were on fire in it, placed incense on the fire, and thus brought before God on the inner altar a fire that was foreign, meaning unauthorized as far as they were concerned, because Hashem had not commanded them to do so. Now, as we mentioned, the offering did elicit a revelation of Hashem's divine presence, a fire went forth from God. However, in this case, because Nadav Neviu had offered it improperly, the fire issued in the form of two piers of flames that entered their nostrils and consumed them, meaning their souls, leaving their bodies and clothing intact. So their souls were consumed, but not their bodies. And they died there before Hashem. Literally, like the the life was sucked out of them. Seeing that they died, Moshe said to Aaron, comforting him, this is evidently what Hashem said, what He what he meant, what He said. I will be sanctified through the example I will make of those who I have chosen to be nearest to me, and that's how I'll be honored. I assumed this meant that when the tabernacle would be inaugurated, either you and I would die in punishment for some misdeed in order to demonstrate how seriously the service of Hashem must be taken. After all, if God punishes the, the, the most righteous of people, He will certainly punish those who are less righteous and that would make a strong lesson to people about apparently your two eldest sons were more righteous than either of us. And for that reason, Hashem chose to teach the people this crucial lesson by making an example of them rather than us. In fact, your two remaining sons are also apparently more righteous than we are since all four of your sons had had been sentenced to die as your punishment for your role in the incident of the golden calf. And my prayers at that time commuted this punishment by half. The fact that Nadav and Avihu died this way indicates that Allah and Itamar were slated to die similarly. Aaron and his two remaining sons were silent, accepting Hashem's decree and Moshe's consolation. Moshe summoned his cousins, Mishael and al the sons of his uncle Uziel, and said to them, In order to not allow the sadness of this tragedy to mitigate our joy over the dedication of Hashem's temple, draw near and carry your dead brothers, your kinsmen, from before the sanctuary to outside the camp. True, it would seem that since you are Levites, you should not ritually defile yourselves today, because doing so will prevent you from participating further in the celebration of the inauguration, but the bodies must be removed in order for the celebration to continue. Hence, removing the bodies is in some way considered part of the celebration itself because you're allowing the celebration to continue. Now, yes, God himself disrupted the celebration by punishing your relatives immediately rather than waiting until another day. But for our part, we must do our best to not allow the mood to be dampened by any more than he has deemed necessary. In other words, Hashem's decision to kill them today, that's His decision, but we should try our best not to allow it to dampen anymore. Now, I would have asked the brothers, Elazar and Itamar to do it, but they were specifically commanded not to leave the Mishkan today, so they cannot remove their brothers. So Mishael and El Tzafan approached and carried Nadav and Avihu, who were still dressed in their intact priestly clothing, to outside the camp as Moshe had spoken. Moshe said to Aaron and his sons, Elazar and Tamar, Those mourning the death of close relatives, even Kohanim, must let their hair grow uncut for at least 30 days and rip their garments as an expression of mourning. The high priest, however, must not observe these practices. Now because today you are all being installed as priests and you are participating in the inauguration of Hashem's Mishkan, it's not appropriate for any of you to dampen the joy and celebration by observing mourning practices. For this reason, the stringencies that apply usually only to a high priest will apply to all of you today. Therefore, do not let your hair grow and do not rend your garments that you will not die for doing so, would be considered a capital offense, and we don't want Hashem to be angry with the community. Rather, let your brothers, the entire house of Israel, bewail the tragedy that happened, the death of your family members. And this will also serve as a precedent that the community must participate in the sorrow of its leaders when they are in mourning. And as you have been commanded, and similar too to a high priest, do not go out of the entrance of the Mishkan lest you die. Because you've been anointed with God's oil, and they did exactly as Moshe told them. Hashem addressed the following legal passage to Aaron directly rather than through Moshe in reward for his having accepted God's punishment of his sons without protest. Hashem spoke to Aaron and said, Do not drink wine in such a way that will lead intoxication neither you nor your sons with you, neither when you enter the Mishkan nor when you approach the outer altar, so that you may not die. This is a law for all generations. Only when you are sober to distinguish between what is holy and what is not holy what's defiled and what's not defiled, then you're able to go and actually sacrifice. Similarly, only a sober person is fit to instruct the Jewish people regarding all the statues that Hashem had spoken to them through Moshe. A drunk person should not teach. Nevertheless, nevertheless a sage who does render a legal decision while drunk is not subject to the death penalty. However, Kohanim are...